Blog Talk Radio.
you come on in My Lord, come on in I invite you to come on in I invite you to come on in Come on in Oh, come on in of the heart and he knocks Behold he stands at the door of your heart and he knocks Come on in. Oh, come on in. 
Welcome to Faith on the Line on tonight. Welcome to Faith on the Line on tonight. We'll probably take hello to all of you all that's listening on the phone line <clears throat> on Block Talk Radio. Or maybe you may be listening on the on any any other platform or we on any other social media. We just thank and praise God for you all that came on on tonight. Will you join us? on Faith on the Line on tonight, and I want to say hello, hello, welcome to you all on tonight, and let us begin to open up our hearts, and let us begin to bite, bite the Father in on tonight, let us allow him to come on in, come into our heart, come into our spirit, our soul, just ask the Lord to allow him to come on in. Let God know to <clears throat> come on in, and I thank and praise God on tonight that he allow us to come on faith on the line again on tonight. And I want to let you all know that may be listening now and those may be listening by the replay, I want to let you all know that this is a line simply for faith and encouragement. I want to let you all know that our things still should come from Hebrews 11 and 1. For the word of God tells us, now faith. Now faith is the subject of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the subject of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And I thank and praise God that you can you can live in faith. You can walk faith out every day of your life. You can. I live faith every day. I talk faith. I speak faith, and it happens. Just all you need, just a little bit. It don't take a lot just to have a little faith. And God begin to call those things, though they were, they come forward. Whatever you believe in God for, whatever you need in God to do, Whatever may be going on with your health, whatever may be going on in your business, in your families, or maybe in your your cities, your state, your country, or whatever you may be going through with, let's begin to have faith. Just a little mustard seed faith. Let's have faith and let's begin to take it up to the to the Lord. Let begin to take it up to God, give it to God, that God will begin to do just do and see and bond and more than we can act or think. God can do anything. He can do what we cannot do. He can cause things to happen. He can touch the man of the heart of man to to come out. I just thank and praise God for faith on the line or tonight. So as I get ready to pray on tonight, whatever you, 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 or you may be believing God for, let's begin to join our faith. I thank and praise God for faith. And I always have to share a testimony to let you all know how good God is. 
I was liking up some things, and I didn't have the finance to get it. So I began to pray, and I began to have faith, and I didn't believe in God, and God began to come through for us. So I think it don't matter how he comes through. This, this, it doesn't matter. He said in his word that he will cause men's hand to bless you according to his word. That's what his word told us. He will cause a stranger to come and bless you. He will cause the stranger children to come and feed your flocks. So if God will call a stranger, somebody that you don't know, to come and bless whatever you need or give you whatever you, you, you need it. So let's begin to pray. We look for God to to drop drop finance down out of heaven. No, it's not going to come that way. God will touch man's heart. He will touch and put it on somebody's heart to place something in your to place something to get it to you. I love how God do. I like how He works. Well, if it's a family member, or a friend, or, or somebody, God will God will make it happen. So let's begin to pray. Whatever you believe in God for, let's begin to pray. And I want to thank and praise God for you all on tonight. And I want to let you all know, when I get done praying, don't stop. Y'all stay right here. Stay right here. Stay right here on Faith on the Line. We got another treat coming for you tonight. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you on tonight, Holy Spirit. I thank you, God, for being so good and so kind and so merciful for you, for, to us, God. Father, we honor your name on today. We honor because we know that you are the Alpha and the Omega. Father, we honor your name because we know that you are Jehovah. We know that you are Lord God. We know that you are Jehovah Jireh. We know that, Lord God, that you are Yeshua. Father, we thank you on tonight, and we honor your name on tonight. We honor your name in the earth as well as the heaven. Father, we thank you for being so good and kind, how you just watched over us. Lord God, night, day, day, morning, morning, day, evening, you just put the, and let the angels camp around us. And you didn't have, you didn't allow no danger to come by us. So much are going on around us, God, in our cities, in our country, and in our states, God. But your word says that you will keep it from us, according to Psalms 91. You said, Lord God, you will keep it, keep it from us. You will keep the evil from us by day and night. And, Lord, I thank you. But most of all, Father, first of all, Father, before I get in the front, I ask this in your name, Jesus, if there is anything that we have committed or omitted today that was not of you, Father God, I ask that you will forgive us. Forgive us for the things that we have spoken that we should not have spoken out of our mouth. Forgive us, God, for the things that we have thought that we should not have been thinking of evil. Forgive us, God, for if we haven't, Lord God, let something, let, let that thing go out of our heart. Lord, we ask that you forgive us. Father, if we wrong anybody or misjudge anybody, a main thing, Lord, haven't acknowledged you like we should. Forgive us, Father, because your words say acknowledge you in all of our ways. And, Father, I thank you on tonight. And, Father, I ask that you will 
purify us with his blood. Wash us that we may be wiser than snow, according to Psalms 51 and 7. Cleanse us from the things that cause us to sin against you. Father God, I even ask you, Holy Spirit, that you, Lord God, according to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. Father, I ask that you, Father God, sanctify us whole, our spirit, soul, and body, that we will preserve you, Father, into the coming of you. Father, we need you on tonight, Father. Somebody needs you, God. Somebody, my sister, my brother, on the phone line, or maybe listening by other platform or social media, a blog talk radio. Somebody may be passing by, Lord God, by Lord God, on the replay. We ask that you touch them right now, Heavenly Father. Somebody needs you, God, for healing, God. For your word said that we are already healed, according to Isaiah 50, 53 and 5. And, Lord, I thank you that you was wounded for our transgression. You were bruised for our iniquity, and with the chastising of your peace was upon us, God. And with your sight, my sister, my brother, or whoever that they in prayer, in, in, in praying for, or a family member, or friend, or who or maybe in a need of healing, God, they are already healed because your words say we're healed. Whatever that situation is, they're healed. Whatever that marriage or problem is, it's healed. Lord, we ask that you touch right now. We ask that you bring deliverance right now. We ask that you, God, open up the eyes, and Lord God, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, that they will be delivered, that they will be set free. That we ask that your men marriage back together again. Lord, we ask that you touch the husband, that he will become the head and not the tail. That he will become a lender and not a borrower. That he will become, Lord God, a leader and not a follower. Lord, touch the husband. Touch the wise God. That you will begin to, Lord, strengthen them. That you will begin to, Lord, teach them how, Lord God, to come in contact with you. How the Lord God give it to you, Father. We ask that you touch that person that may be, Lord, seeking direction, God. Direction to where to go. Direction to where to live. Direction to that job. A direction to, Lord God, whatever, Lord God, Lord God, stand there. Lord, we ask that you touch them. Somebody needs you, God, to be a friend. Somebody needs you to be that father, that mother, that they have lost, God. And, Lord God, that they have that transition, Lord God, too soon. That you will wipe the tears away. That you will strengthen them. That you will build them up, God. When they feel like they're torn apart, God. Father, we ask that you touch them right now. Somebody needs you, God, to open up a door, a door of finance, God. I know that your word saying Malachi 3, that you will open up the windows of heaven and you will pour us out blessings that we don't have room to receive, God. Father, whoever that is needing a financial blessing, God, I, I come on. Lord, I join my faith. We join our faith, Lord, on the behalf of my sister, on the behalf of my brother, on the behalf of whoever may need a financial breakthrough, that you will begin to open up your floodgates of heaven, Lord, and pull them out blessing. Father God, that you will begin to 
Father God, your word says that my God shall supply all of our needs according to our riches, according to your riches and riches in glory. Father, we thank you for the finance, Lord, that's already done. We thank you that it's already on the way. We thank you for the finance, Holy Spirit, that you're going to cause them to be able to pay out that mortgage, pay that car note. Some need food. Some need, Lord, medical assistance. Lord, we ask that you touch, Lord, right now. Some of them are in school, God. And they need it, Lord God. And I ask that you touch right now. Touch them, Father. Touch them, Holy Spirit. Lord, somebody needs your Holy Spirit. Somebody needs you for church, God. They don't know which way to go. Somebody dealing with church hurt. Somebody dealing with can't forgive who hurt them. Somebody dealing with, Lord, brokenness. Somebody dealing with, Father God, Lord God, their mind. Is is all over the places. Somebody was dealing with mental, mental issues. Lord, we come against that spirit right now. And, Father, we call it now, God. We call it up to the course of heaven, Father, that you will begin. And we speak, Lord God, that you will begin to apply the blood, God. Apply the blood over whoever in that situation, that their mind will begin to be. You said, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, according to Philippians 2, 5. Lord, touch their mind, God. Renew their mind, Father. Restore their mind, Father, that they will begin to, Lord God, come back, Lord, think, Lord, that they will begin to think, God. Lord, we ask, Lord God, that everything that's not that's coming against them, God, will be, Lord God, we cast down every thought. We cast down every evil thing. We cancel it out right now, God. Then we cast down every captivity that's not of you, Holy Spirit, that you will begin to work in their behalf, that they will begin to be set free of that thing, that thing that's, Lord God, that they don't know how to shake it off. Father, somebody needs you. Look on our nation. So much is going on in our nation. And, Lord God, we, we decree and declare, Lord, Second Chronicles 7 and 14, over our nation, God, over in our cities, God, in our state, God, in countries, God, where the governors, where mayors, and, and where all of the, Lord God, there are the, Lord, the law enforcement, they are making, Lord God, wrong law, law, law changes. Lord, we ask that peace will begin to come in there, in the, Lord. According to Second Corinthians 7 and 14, if my people who are called by my name, you said if we humble and pray and turn from our wicked way, Father, you will come and you will heal the earth. Heal the earth from all of the chaos, from all of the violence, for all of the, Lord, changing laws into laws, Lord, that's not benefiting you. Lord, that they will begin to put put you back in it, God. See, that's why things are going on. They don't took you out of everything, Father. Father, begin to, Lord God, put your blood back where it needs to be, God, in our churches, in our home, in our school, in our grocery stores, in our supermarket, in our, Lord, wherever, Lord God, your name, God, 
and you to be one nation under God. Lord God, begin to turn things back around. Let the things fall in, in order, God. That peace will begin to come. That joy will begin to come. Lord, fix the situation. Fix our people in the earth. Fix it, God. That uh, give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding how to make laws. Sanctify them, God. Hold their spirit, soul, and body. Because they need your Father. And they will preserve you until the coming of you, Father. Father, we thank you all tonight. And we give your name glory. We give you the honor for what you're going to do. No, we already counted, already done. Watch over us tonight. Bless those on the phone line, Father. Bless those in their cars driving. Bless those that may be listening in other areas, God. Bless those, Father, that may be on their their way home from work or however they may be. We ask that you touch them, Father. Keep them safe, Father. We bind every sex trafficking, every organ trafficking, every kidnapping. We bind these same people that are destroying our people's lives, that's taking our loved ones. God, we come against the hand of the enemy now. His time is not long. And, Father God, we thank you right now that, Lord, whatever done in the dark, your words say will come to the light. It will reach the light. Whatever done in the, whatever hidden will be exposed. Father God, begin to expose whatever wrong. Begin to, Lord God, Lord God, Lord, begin to, whatever in the dark, begin to bring it all out into the light. That things will be, Lord God, that they will be held accountable. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I pray on tonight. And I pray for everyone that's listening. That, Lord, Father God, that you will keep them safe. Whatever they're believing you for, whatever their wants are, that you will begin to grant them. In Jesus' mighty name, I say thank you and yes, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. I want to thank and praise God for all of you that tune in on Faith Online tonight. It's not over. It's not over. Don't, don't you hang up. Don't you get off. Don't you stop listening. Wherever you are, we got more. So I turn it over to Prophet Stacy. I want to say my say my hellos and my good nights and have a prosperous weekend. We turn it back over to turn it over to Prophet Prophet Stacey, I turn it over to you. To God be the glory. Thank you, Prophet Stacey, for that powerful prayer on tonight. But now it's time for prolific fire because it is the 10th year celebration of prolific fire. Thank you, everybody who has been a part whether you've been with me on this journey for one month, two months, three months, six months, years, 
uh, all 10 years. Thank you so much. But most of all tonight, I want to give honor and glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, for giving me this life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the revelation every week. And thank you, God, just for being an awesome father. Always. To God be the glory once again. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There is a word from the Lord on tonight, of course. It wouldn't be prolificify you without it. So I'm going to get right into it for tonight. And as always, I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, the 10th year celebration. Tonight, the foundational text comes from John chapter 4, verses 46 through 53. Also, Mark 5, verses 35 through 42. And I'm going to read both of them in the NIV. Again, it's John 4. And everybody that's been following, listening to Polyphify, you, you know there was a part of the homework. John 4. John 4, verses 46 through 53. And Mark 5. Verses 35 through 42, and I will be again reading reading both of them from the NIV. Beginning with John 4. Once more, Jesus visited, visited Canaan in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee, from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, sir, calm down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, Yesterday, at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realized that this was the exact time. Listen to the word. It was the exact time. At which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and his whole household believed. That's John 4, 46 through 53. Now, Mark 5, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him. Jesus, he did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, 
Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Talitha Kumai, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. That's Mark 5, verses 35 through 42. Reading and studying John 4, because remember, that was the homework, John 4, for those of you that know. Reading and studying John 4 about the royal official and his son that was sick made me think about Mark 5, about J. Iris, the synagogue leader, and his sick daughter, comparing these two foundational texts. I immediately noticed that both parents had children who were really sick. But I also noticed that both children came from totally different households. I noticed that both parents, the father in John 4 and the father in Mark 5, both of them had children who were really sick. But I also noticed that both of them both of them had children who came from totally different households. From the royal official's house in John 4 came positivity. The people who came from his house did not come to him reporting bad news. They told him only about the one good thing that had happened, the the healing of his son. That's all they told him about, nothing more. While over at J. Iris' house in Mark 5 came nothing but negativity, people talking negative. It was so bad that Jesus had to tell J. Iris, not to be afraid and to just believe. Beloved, your inner circle is toxic. Somebody hear me tonight. Beloved, your inner circle is toxic. They are the reason you struggle to believe God. They are the reason that you struggle to believe God. Anybody who creates fear in you, anybody who creates fear in you, don't need to be close to you. J. Iris, you see, J. Iris had the wrong people close to him. And if they were close to him, then they were close to his daughter. Parents, listen carefully. J. Iris had the wrong people close to him. And if they were close to him, then they were close to his daughter. Parents, whoever is influencing you will influence your children. Whoever is influencing you will influence your children. So deep down, so if deep down you know your house is not the kind of healthy environment you desire for your child because of this person and that person, I advise you on tonight to do something about it. If you know, parents, if you know deep down that your house is not the kind of healthy environment that you really desire for your child because of this person hanging around and that person, do something about it. Because whoever influences you will influence your children too. J. Iris's house was a, was centered around a lot of commotion. J. Iris's house was centered around a lot of commotion. Uh, 
you know it was a bad environment. If Jesus had to show up, and the first thing he does before he even sees the child, before he even sees Jairus' daughter, the first thing he goes in and does is put some people out of the house. Tonight's foundational text says they laughed at him. He put them out because when he told them that the child was not dead, dead, they started laughing. And he knew right then that they were not in faith. You got to be in faith to see a healing. He knew they were not in faith based on the way that they responded to him saying that the little girl was not dead but just sleep. So he put them out. And they laughed at him. But how many of y'all know the words Jesus spoke was nothing to laugh at? So he put them out. You don't need people around you who laugh at what you believe. You don't need people around you who laugh at what you believe. You need people around you who are prepared to stand in faith with you. You need people around you who are prepared to stand in faith with you. You need people who understand that faith is now. According to Hebrews 11 and 1, faith is now. You can't wait for them to catch up to you in faith. Their faith must be now and it must be active. If not, you don't need them around you. Why do you think Jesus left some of his disciples at home? Every good person is not necessarily a faith person. Every good person is not necessarily a faith person. So while the other disciples may have meant well, they might have meant well, Jesus knew he needed his strongest soldiers, his strongest faith-filled disciples there with him. Therefore, he brought along Peter, James, and John. Imagine how empowering this portion of tonight's foundation text would have been had J. Iris, the child's father, been the one to put the people out of his house. See, it would have been even more empowering if he had recognized that these people were hindering his daughter's healing. If he had realized that these people were hindering his house and put them out. But he didn't realize it. Just like some of you, somebody you need to take authority over who goes and comes in your house. Somebody you need to take authority starting the night, starting in the morning, starting immediately. You need to take authority over who goes and comes in your house. Demonic spirits enter your house through toxic people. Demonic spirits enter your house. Through toxic people. People are the vehicle the devil uses when he wants to drive a wedge between a husband and a wife, between a parent and a child, when he wants to stop a move of God. That's when the devil is sending toxic people your way. So you need to safeguard your house. Take authority over who goes and comes in your house. So on, so on this 10th year anniversary, this 10th year celebration of prolific fire, I asked you, who's in your house? And if you need a title for tonight's message, it's who's in your house. 
on this 10th year celebration, 10th year anniversary of prolific fire, I have only one question. Who's in your house? You wonder why there is no healing taking place in your house, no deliverance happening at your house. You wonder why nothing ever breaks through for you. You wonder why your finances keep you lacking. Who's in your house? Are you surrounded by positive people, like the people that came from the royal official's house, people who speak and bring you confirmation of God's word, confirming what God has already said to you? You see, the Bible says when those from the royal official's house spoke in tonight's foundation of text, the word says, it was then that the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus
Hello, everybody. I am sorry. The devil is mad. I got disconnected, and I really didn't know what to do, but the Spirit of the Lord said, start over. I was going to do it over tomorrow, but he said, start over now. So if you listen to half of it, I know you got interrupted and start listening to a song. Now it's time. We're going to go back over the word again just because the devil is mad. To God be the glory still for my 10 years. And for your 10 years or your three months or however long you've been apart of prolific fire, to God be the glory. We're going to start off. As soon as I get this headphone skirt. Okay. Okay, tonight's message, the foundational text was John 4, NIV, and also Mark 5, verses 35 through 42, starting with John 4. Once more, Jesus visited Canaan in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine, and there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and to heal his son, who was close to death. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. The the man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that the boy was alive, was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, yesterday, at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and his whole household believed. That's John 4, 46-53 from the NIV. And as I said earlier, that was a part of the homework. If you've been following Prolific Fire, you know John 4 was a part of the homework. Now I want to compare it to Mark 5. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid. Just believe. He, he did not let anyone follow him, Jesus. Jesus, that is. He didn't let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. 
he went in and said to them, Why all this commotion? And well, and the child is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. And after he put them all out, I always think that's funny that he put them out. He put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumai, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old, and and they and at this they were completely astonished. That's Mark 5, verses 35 through 42 NIV. Reading and studying John 4, because they remember that was our homework. Those of you who follow Polyphia 5, you know that was the homework. About the royal official and his son that was sick made me think about Mark 5, about Jairus, the synagogue leader, and his sick daughter. Comparing these two foundational texts, I immediately noticed that both parents had children who were really sick. Okay, they both had children who were really sick. But also I noticed that both children came from totally different households. From the royal official's house in John 4 came positivity. The people who came from his house did not come to him reporting bad news. They told him only about the one good thing that happened, the healing of his son, nothing more. And I'm quite sure for those of you that run a household, you know quite a few things can go wrong in a household during the day. But they didn't report all of that back to him. They just told him what he needed to know, the good thing that had happened, the healing of his son, nothing more. While over at Jay Iverson's house in Mark 5 came nothing but negativity, people talking negative. It was so bad that Jesus had to tell Jay Iris not to be afraid and to just believe. Beloved, your inner circle is toxic. I believe that's what the devil got mad about, me telling you that your inner circle is toxic. Beloved, your inner circle is toxic. They are the reason you struggle to believe God. They are the reason that you struggle to believe God. Anybody who creates fear in you don't need to be close to you. Anybody who creates fear in you don't need to be close to you. Jairus had the wrong people close to him, and that's what's wrong with a lot of y'all. You got the wrong people close to you. Jairus had the wrong people close to him, and if they were close, then guess what? They were close. To his daughter. They were hanging around his daughter too. Parents, whoever influences whoever is influencing you will influence your children too. Whoever is influencing you will influence your children too. So if deep down you know your house is not the kind of healthy environment that you desire for your child because of this person and that person hanging around, do something about it. Do something about it. Jairus's house was centered around a lot of commotion. You know it was you know it was a bad environment. Anytime Jesus showed up, and the first thing he had to do before he even saw the child, the first thing he does, even before seeing the child, was put some people out of the house. He didn't go in seeing the child at first. He had to go in and put some people out of the house before he can even see her. Tonight's foundation of text is 
They laughed at him. When 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 he put them out, he put them out because they had no faith. Because when he said that the little girl was not dead but asleep, they laughed. They let him know right then that their faith was not on point, that their faith was not at the level that he needed it to be at for healing to take place. So he put them out. They laughed at him. But how many of y'all know the words Jesus spoke was nothing to laugh at, not then and not now. So he put them out. Beloved, you don't need people around you who laugh at what you believe. You do not need people around you who laugh at what you believe. You need people around you who are prepared to stand to stand in faith with you. You need people around you who are prepared to stand in faith with you. Stand in faith with you. Why do you think Jesus left some of his disciples at home? Come on, really. Now, why do you think Jesus left some of his disciples at home? Every good person is not necessary, necessarily a faith person. Every good person is not necessarily a faith person. So while the other disciples may they may have meant well, Jesus knew he needed his strongest soldiers, his strongest faith-filled disciples there with him. He needed Peter, James, and John. Imagine how empowering this portion of tonight's foundational text would have been had J. Iris, the child's father, been the one to put some people out of his house. If he had realized that they were the one hindering his child's healing, that they were the one that was a bad bad influence in the atmosphere in his house, if he had been the one to put them out, imagine how empowering that would have been. Because somebody, you need to do what Jairus should have done. You need to take authority over who goes and comes in your house. I said you need to take authority over who goes and comes in your house. Demonic spirits enters your house through toxic people. Demonic spirits enter your house through toxic people. Toxic people are the vehicle the devil uses when he wants to drive a wedge between a husband and a wife, between a parent and a child. When he wants to stop a move of God, he uses toxic people. So on this 10th year anniversary, this 10th year celebration of prolific fire, I asked you, and this is the title of tonight's message, who's in your house? You wonder why there's no healing taking place in your house, no deliverance happening at your house. You wonder why nothing ever breaks through for you. You wonder why you always saying nothing goes right for you. And you wonder why your finances keep keep you lacking. Who's in your house? Are you surrounded by positive people like the people that were at the royal official's house? Are you surrounded by positive people? People who speak and bring you confirmation of God's word. Because that's what you need, the kind of people that bring you confirmation of God's word. Confirming what God has already said to you. When those see, when those at the royal official's house spoke in tonight's foundation, the text, the word of God says, then the father, it was then, after they spoke to him, it was then that he realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. You see, how they spoke, it was a confirmation of what Jesus had said to to their master, to their servant. 
to the to the man that they serve. And you want people around you that bring you confirmation of what Jesus has said to you. So the Bible says he and his whole household believed. That's John 4, verses 52 and 53 NIV. And I'm going to say it again. Beloved, it's those in your inner circle, those right there in your household, those you constantly on the phone with, those that have your ear that are keeping you from believing God like you should. They are the ones that are keeping you from believing God like you should. How else would you explain healing and salvation coming to the royal official's household in John 4? But J. Iris, oh, J. Iris, at J. Iris's house, his house had to be cleaned out, swept clean of toxic spirits. Jesus had to come in and put some people out. Because those spirits had to be cleaned out, swept out, toxic spirits, before something as simple as a healing could occur. And God says, these are his words, healings are simple. But something as simple as a healing couldn't occur in Jabez's house until some people were put out. Now, before you say, Prophet Stacy, people don't have that much power or influence over me and what goes on in my house. Before you say, they don't have that much power influence over you and what goes on in your house. May I remind you in closing that the Bible asks the question. It starts off by saying you were running the race nobly, but here comes the question. Who? Who has interfered in hindering and stopped you from heeding and following the truth? Who was it? Don't tell me people can't influence you. The Bible says has interfered. Who has interfered? Not what has interfered, who has interfered, meaning it was a person, it was a group of people, it was somebody. Who has interfered, hindered and stopped you from heeding and following the truth? The next verse says, the evil persuade, this evil persuasion is not from him who called you, who invited you to freedom in Christ. A little leaven, a slight inclination to error. Or a few false teachers. You see, false teachers could be anybody who has your ear. False teachers could be anybody that has your ear. Anybody that you actually listen to. A false teacher, the word of God says, does what? It leavens the whole lump. It perverts the whole conception of faith or misleads the whole church. That's Galatians 5 and 7. 5 and 7, 7 through 9, Galatians 5, verse 7 through 9, from the Amplified Classic Bible. Galatians 5, 7 through 9, Amplified Classic Bible. I pray, this is my prayer tonight, on my 10th year celebration of prolific fire. I pray that prolific fire over these 10 years has never misled you. I pray that Prolific Fire has always been a faithful teacher to you. I pray that Prolific Fire has and always will bring you confirmation of what Jesus has already said to you. It is my job, it is my goal to every week point you back to Jesus and the salvation that he offers. I want everyone listening tonight to know that I value you. I value your ear, your willingness to listen to the God in me. I don't take that for granted. 
10 years strong, and I don't take it for granted. I honor each and every one of you for the time you have given this ministry because, as Prophetess Perry would say, you could have been somewhere else, but you were here with me. I honor you, each and every one of you, for the time you have given this ministry weekly, for months, some of you for years. I honor you. To God be the glory. It's an honor to serve you for him, for from him, and through him, and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. That's Romans 11 and 36 from the NIV. This concludes the message that the devil was so mad about on tonight. I pray that somebody gets delivered and set free and healed and salvation, all of it on tonight, just because the devil was mad. Thank you for being a part of my celebration on tonight. Thank you for being a part of Faith on the Line on tonight and just just praying with us and worshiping with us. And I pray you, you like the song that I played until I could figure out what was going on. To God be the glory. I want each of you to know that there will not be a politifier next week. I'm taking one day, a one-day break. I will be back the following Monday, which is the 19th. And we're going to keep going higher and higher to the glory of God. We're not stopping. We're just taking one day break. And I'm going to come back the next week. And we're going to keep on going in the name of Jesus. Tune in for Faith on the Line Friday, next Friday. Same time, same place. Same time, same place. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, by calling the number that many of you were so gracious to call on tonight, 347-426-3782. The flyer will be up on my page. Again, no prolific fire next week, but tune in the week after. I will be back. I will be back. If you need prayer or Bible-based consultation, aside from faith on the line, you just want to... You just want to talk about the Bible or you have a question that you would like to ask, you can contact me by calling 865-408-8690. That's 865-408-8690. I will be glad to minister to you however the Lord leads. But be sure to call in to Faith on the Line and listen to my sister in ministry pray, and I will be there to pray with you. You can do it right then if you want to. It's however you want. We give you choices around here. So be sure to tune in with us every time we're on the air. Just tune in. Just be a part. And we're so blessed by your presence, by your faithfulness. You can find me on Twitter, at Politifier, on Instagram, at Property Stacey. Like the Politifier Ministry Facebook page. You can DM me, inbox me on any of those if you need to. That is fine. People do so all the time. Once again, thank you, everybody. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties, but you know the devil always tries to put up a fight, but he will not win. Even if I had to do it tomorrow, he will not win, but the Lord said do it tonight. So here we are. This is part two. I pray that you are blessed about everybody. Good night.